Well, 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 good people. How are you out there? This is Dwayne. I hope this finds you well blessed and in your right mind. I uh, want to thank you for choosing to subscribe to this podcast. I also want to thank my sponsors. Thank you so very much. It is greatly appreciated. So how are you this day? How are you feeling mentally, physically, emotionally? I want to thank you for choosing again to subscribe to this podcast because... It does mean a lot to me. It was one of my goals to be able to bring you content that might inspire you, change your mind about a situation, force you to have a conversation with people that you would not normally have a conversation with, bring up conversation pieces that might actually bring a healing in some way, shape, or form. I sit here today not... uh, as someone whom is perfect. I am an imperfect man. I have made many mistakes in my life and prayerfully for the rest of my journey, I can do some things and make the right decisions based on some of my past decisions. As we honor Black History Month, I want to bring you a change maker today, someone whom I have looked up to for many years. Excuse the clearing of my voice. I'm a little under the weather, but I'm going to push through anyway. Paul Robeson was an amazing, amazing gentleman. Went through a lot of things in his life and accomplished many, many things. A beautiful orator and singer, actor, writer, singer, lawyer, all of those things. I can only hope in my lifetime to leave a lasting legacy of some sort. There were many men that I looked up to growing up. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was a man whom I admired very much. I actually wanted to go to Morehouse College, but I did not have the proper tools to actually be able to get myself there. But because he went there, I did want to go. I wanted to pledge Alpha Phi Alpha because Martin Luther King Jr. was an Alpha. Certain men have inspired me over the years. Being able to speak is a beautiful, beautiful gift. It is. And as I said in some other podcasts, I believe that I had parked and stopped for many years and I stepped away from what I believe is my true gift, which is the gift of service and the gift of giving back and giving back information that could empower people to live their best lives and live their dreams. So again, I want to say to anyone out there who may be listening to the podcast that if I have offended you in any way, shape or form, I do apologize. I'm committed to being my best self. I may slip and fall in moments, but I am committed to putting my best foot forward. I had a situation go down the other day where I kind of had to respond in a way that was unbecoming of me, unfortunately, and I feel bad about that. See, sometimes I like clarity. I like things like when you tell me something because our schedules are so busy, I just don't have time to play. If you tell me something and you tell me to be at a certain place and I'm there and the activity is not over and we have another activity to go to, it just kind of bugs me a little bit. I know that I need to handle that better. I'm not going to get all into it, but... Anyway, this Black History Month, we celebrate the many pioneers and even the voiceless, the people who did not have an opportunity to have a podcast. 
I was listening to the great Eric Thomas, whom is incredible, and he was talking about Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., whom I admire as well. And he was saying if Martin Luther King Jr. was alive today, he would be sponsored by Nike or N1 or, you know, Gatorade and all of these major companies because of his major ability, which is so incredible because if you ever listen to a speech or you listen to him speak, the man was just gifted. He was gifted, but the opportunity was not there for him. The opportunity was not there for him to potentially make millions and millions of dollars doing what he was gifted to do. Now, he was a billionaire in many, many other ways and his leadership and what he left here and how he inspired even a little black boy like me. He was richer than anyone could ever imagine. But I say all that to say we have many, many opportunities now that our ancestors did not have. And this is why we have to honor them. Now, this is why I choose to honor them in many, many different ways. So Paul Robeson, Paul Robeson, shout out to my boy, Nate, who actually did Robeson at uh, Crossroads Theater, one man show about Paul Robeson. It was really, really incredible work. And I admire you, sir. Paul Robeson was a famous African-American athlete, singer, actor, and advocate for civil rights of all people all around the world. He rose to prominence in the time when segregation was legal in the United States and black people were being lynched by racist mobs, especially in the South. Born April 9th, 1898 in Princeton, New Jersey, Paul Robeson was the youngest of five children. His father was a runaway slave who went to graduate from Lincoln University and his mother came from an abolitionist Quaker family. Robeson's family knew both hardship and the determination to rise above it. His own life was no less challenging. In 1915, Paul Robeson won a four-year academic scholarship to Rutgers University, which is here in New Jersey, Rutgers University. We have two campuses, one in New Brunswick, one in Newark. Despite violence and racism from teammates, he won 15 varsity letters in sports, baseball, basketball, and track, and was twice named to an All-American football team. He received the Phi Beta Kappa Key in his junior year, belonging to the Cap and Skull Honor Society, and graduated as valedictorian. However, it wasn't until 1995, 19 years after his death that Paul Robeson was inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame at Columbia Law School from 1919 to 1923 Robeson met and married Islanda Good who was to become the first woman to head a pathology laboratory he took a job with a law firm but left when a white security uh, when a white secretary refused to take dictation from him let me say that again. He took a job with a law firm, but left when a white secretary refused to take dictation from him. He left the practice of law to use his artistic talents in theater and music to promote African-American history and culture. In London, Robeson earned international acclaim for his lead role in Othello, which he won the Donaldson Award for Best acting performance in 1944 and performed in Eugene O'Neill's Emperor Jones and All God's Chillin' God Wings. He is known for changing the lines of the showboat song Old Man River from the meek 
I'm tired of living and feared of dying to a declaration of resistance. I must keep fighting until I'm dying. His 11 films included Body and Soul, 1924, Jericho, 1937, and Proud Valley, 1939. Robeson's travel taught him that racism was not a... It wasn't as common in Europe as it is in the U.S. At home, it was difficult to find restaurants that would serve him. Theaters in New York would only seat blacks in the upper balconies, and his performance... His performances were often surrounded with threats of outright harassment. In London, on the other hand, Robeson's opening night performance of Emperor Jones brought the audience to its feet with cheers for 12 encores. Paul Robeson used his deep baritone voice to promote spirituals, to share the cultures of other countries, and to benefit the labor and social movement of his time. He sang for peace and justice in 25 languages throughout the U.S., Europe, and the Soviet Union, and Africa. Robeson became known as a citizen of the world, equally comfortable with the people of Moscow and Harlem. Among his friends were future African-American leader, India's leaders, W.E.B. Du Bois, and writers James Joyce and Ernest Hemingway. In 1933, Robeson donated the proceeds of all God's children to Jewish refugees fleeing Hitler's Germany. At a 1937 rally for the anti-fascist forces in the Spanish Civil War, he declared, the artist must elect to fight for freedom or for slavery. I have made my choice. I had no alternative. In New York in 1939, he premiered in Earl Robinson's Ballad for Americans, celebrating the multi-ethnic, multi-racial face of America. It was greeted with the largest audience response since Orson Welles' famous War of the Worlds. During the 1940s, Robeson continued to perform and speak out against racism in support of labor and for peace he was a champion of working people and organized labor. He spoke and performed at strike rallies, conferences, and labor festivals worldwide. As a passionate believer in international corporations, Roberson protested the growing Cold War and worked tirelessly for friendship and respect between the U.S. and the USSR. In 1945, he headed an organization that challenged President Truman to support an anti-lynching law in the late 1940s when it was scarcely tolerated in the U.S., Robeson openly questioned why African Americans should fight in the army of a government that tolerated racism. Because of his outspokenness, he was accused by the House Un-American Activities Community of being a communist. Robeson saw this as an attack on the democratic right of everyone who worked in international friendship and for equality. The accusation nearly ended his career. 80 of his concerts were canceled. And in 1949, two international outdoor concerts in Peekskill, New York were attacked by racist mobs while state police stood by. Robeson responded, 
I'm going to sing wherever the people want me to sing and I won't be frightened by cross burnings in Peekskill or anywhere else. In 1950, the U.S. revoked Robeson's passport, leading to an eight-year battle to resecure it and to travel again. During those years, Robeson studied Chinese, met with Albert Einstein to discuss the prospects for world peace, published his autobiography, Here I Stand, and sang at Carnegie Hall to major, excuse me, to labor-related events took place during this time. <clears throat> In 1952 and 1953, he held two concerts <clears throat> at Peace Arc Park on the U.S.-Canadian border singing to 30 or 40,000 people in both countries. In 1957, he made a transatlantic, transatlantic radiophone broadcast from New York to coal miners in Wales. <clears throat> Excuse me. In 1960, Robeson made his last concert tour to New Zealand and Australia in ill health. Paul Robeson retired from public life in 1963. He died on January 23rd, 1976 at the age of 77 in Philadelphia. Again, please excuse my voice. I am going through a little bit of, you know, the cold weather and all that good stuff, but I'm good. So anyway, I just wanted to give you a little bit of a brief lesson about this incredible, incredible man and all the work that he did tirelessly for <clears throat> citizens of the world, citizens of the world. There's something about finding your gift. Now, Paul Robeson had many, many different gifts. Uh, I believe one of the campuses here in Newark is named after Paul Robeson, a black man down in Newark, New Jersey. He's inducted into the College uh, Hall of Fame which is amazing. He was a lawyer. He had to fight a bit against being called a communist. He had to sit and defend himself when people told him if he didn't like it here that he should leave. And he would stand up and there are great recordings of some of his legal battles out there on YouTube. And he was so articulate then his speech and how he spoke and his baritone voice was so very powerful. He had to defend himself. He had to defend his family. He had to defend his right to be called an American. He said, my ancestors built this country. I will not leave this country. Everything that they built, I am going to enjoy right here in this country. You see, sometimes I think that some generations forget the ones that came before. And I cannot forget, cannot forget the generation that came before me. Paul Robeson was a part of that generation. Definitely. I was born in 1973 in Trenton, New Jersey, and raised between Newark and Irvington, New Jersey. And I am proud of that. I'm proud to be from Jersey. A lot of great people came from here. But I know that I have a little bit of fight in me. Unfortunately, on a daily basis, I have to fight. This is not a physical fight. This is just oh, a fight that people have been fighting for many, many years, for many decades. 
and sometimes it gets exhausting. But I know I've got to stay in the game. I know I've got to keep focused because if Paul Robeson went through some things, I'm not going through half of what Paul Robeson went through. I know that I'm taking a big chance by getting on a podcast and speaking my truth into the world. And I know I'm going to be criticized for that. I know that I'm not going to be for everyone. But my hope is that one or two people might hear my voice and get inspired to believe in themselves, to believe in the gifts that are inherently in them, believe in those gifts, cultivate those gifts, and then serve them back to the world. That's my hope. That's my goal. Because one, Martin Luther King Jr. did do that. W.E.B. Du Bois did do that. Paul Robeson did do that. And so many others. I can go down the list of so many powerful African-American men and women who changed the course of history by stepping out on faith. They say faith come by hearing. So they spoke up. Cross burnings. Beatings, lynchings. The threat of it on a daily basis. And I know I'm going to go through this stuff Some stuff in this life, not that type of stuff, but I I know I'm going to go through some stuff. But I want to encourage all of you under the sound of my voice, whether you be African-American or any other. Believe in yourself. Believe that you have something to give this earth. Believe that you are here for a purpose. One door closes. That means another door may open. That means there may be another opportunity for you to be able to become even your own business owner. Paul Robeson graced many a stage. I remember seeing some of his work in Othello and the way he stood and was so tall. I believe he was probably about 6'4", 6'5". Big, dark-skinned man. Very powerful voice. I wish I could do a voice like that. But I won't forget the sacrifices that he made and so many others. For me again to have the right to be able to sit and bring you a little bit of good information. So if you can, this Black History Month, please do a little research, reach out to someone, maybe give someone a high five if you can and say, hey, I'm glad you're still here. You matter. Even if you happen happen to have some family members who are incarcerated somewhere in this country or around the world, please, if you can, give them an encouraging word. Tell them that they can make it through. Maybe tell them to just keep keep the faith by writing. Maybe they can write some books. Maybe they can tell of their experiences to keep some other young men and women out of the situations that they are in. But by the grace of God, there go I, and I know that, and I'm no better than anyone. I'm passing judgment on no one, and I hope that I've never come across judgmental on this podcast. I wish all of you peace, love, grace, and joy. Paul Robeson, a great African-American man, a symbol of greatness, a symbol of discipline, a symbol of fighting through many, many situations as a great American was Paul Robeson. I want to thank you for choosing again to subscribe to this podcast. And if it's your first time listening, I hope that you might subscribe. Only $5. You can pass it on as a gift to someone. Maybe some young people need to hear some information this month. I'm going to bring you some interviews. I am not done. I am not done. I have a lot of work to do, good people. And I'm going to bring you some good content. I promise you I'm going to bring you good content. I took the summer and dedicated myself to a few things that are going to be coming out. So I will let you know.
I hope again that you have a beautiful day. I hope that today is better than your yesterday. You are wonderful, beautiful, special. You matter. You are exceptionally made. I will talk to you a little later.